You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy Eman coming at you from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast. Dropping episode 110. I know I've been missing in action. Last podcast I posted was actually in, in, actually in you know, podcast form was in uh, October, the Tyson Fury fight. But like I said, after that, I was going to be kind of missing in action, taking care of some personal business, real busy in my personal life, had a huge feat that I accomplished, which I'm going to dive into that in another episode. But I am back. Um, like I said, 2022 is going to be big. I'm going to definitely have more time to really give this podcast the attention it deserves. And it starts with this episode. Listen, I'm glad to be back here in front of my laptop, in front of my microphone, Spitting the truth, baby, and bringing you the hottest and most honest takes in sports from an average show point of view. And one thing I want to hit today, uh, I want to go over, by the way, today is Saturday, December 18. At six, I'm recording this at 623, just in case some of these stats that I'm going to throw up here uh, through my topics here may be a little outdated, right? Because they're as of today. But first of all, props and congratulations to Stephen Curry, man, for breaking the uh, three-point made record, which we all knew five years ago, that this is going to be something that Steph was going to annihilate. Because Steph Curry is that guy. He made the three-pointer the game today. We know he changed the game. The three-pointer now, it's like the sky hook, like it was for 40 years, all right? Or, or the slam dunk. He made it for kids to actually shoot more than actually try to dunk more, which that used to be back in the day. When you used to play basketball as a kid, you wanted to be above the rim, man. You want to be Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, you know, all the high flyers, man. You want to throw it down on Cat's face, right? Man, but Steph Curry came and changed the game completely. NBA teams used to build around centers. Not anymore. Now a center actually has to adapt to a guard's game and has to be able to hit the three consistently. And that's all thanks to Steph Curry. A lot of smaller players are in the NBA because Steph made it so. Jeff Van Bleet was one of those guys that said it. I would not be in the NBA if it wasn't for Steph Curry changing the game. And he's right. There's a lot of players like that, that if it wasn't for Steph Curry, I don't think we'll be playing at this level because of the game has changed. It's a shooter's game. And, you know, of course, the rules are all tailor-made for a high offense, run and gun, shoot the three at a high volume than it was back in the 80s and the 90s because of the hand-checking rule has been, you know, lessened a little bit. And it's less less of a, 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 a physical, meaning hands-on game than it was back in the 80s and the 90s. But props to Steph because he did this. He, he was able to accomplish his feat with, by doing it with 511 fewer games than Ray Allen. Insane. Freaking insane, man. Ray Allen actually did it in less games than Reggie Miller, who was the one he broke the record from, and about, about 89 less games, but 511 games, man. I mean, by the time Steph Curry is done, shooting the same amount, of, he's averaging about 5.4 made three-pointers in his career, and actually that's a season average, right, per game. He continues this way, playing about 70 games a year. And if he plays five more years at this level, dude's going to be over 4,500 three-pointers really easy, which is insane. And I know it's part of the game today. I just want to give Steph Curry his props for being the man, for actually taking it to me. He is the best shooter of all time, hands down. I don't want to hear it. Steph is the man because he could shoot that ball, baby, whether it's off the dribble, whether it's coming from screen, whether it's, it doesn't matter how. The man can shoot that pill from anywhere in the court and at any moment from any play set. Defenses have to adapt to, to Steph. That's how crazy this man is, how much he's changed the game. 
props to him. Congrats, Steph. Greatest shooter of all time. Hands down, it is what it is. With that being said, he's having an excellent season this year, just like the last year. And right now, let's talk some MVP. Because right now, him and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, undoubtedly, are the top two MVP candidates of the season up to this point. I think they're the runaway. There is Steph and KD right now playing at a different level for their teams, and then there's the rest of the NBA. Nobody else is playing better than these two guys. All right? I don't care. It's not LeBron. Luka's injured. I, nobody else is. Giannis. Right now, these two cats are playing at a different level because they got their teams winning. Both are on top of their, of their conferences. All right? Let's, let's take a look at the standings. The Nets are 21-8. and eight, All right? Three games up on the Chicago Bulls, who, by the way, are having an excellent season. Very, very uh, surprising. Uh, and then also, well, not surprising, they went up the free agency. The Bulls did the, the thing. You got the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns battling each other. And I know everybody's going to say, what about Chris Paul? Great job, Chris Paul, but he's not playing nowhere near the level of, of uh, Steph and uh, KD. But they are right now, they're, they're, they're battling with the Suns. They're 24 wins, all right? 24 and 5. And, and Clay Thompson hasn't even, hasn't even sniffed the court yet, all right? He's going to be probably in, in January, which is going to be a nice addition. But they're both playing insanely, insanely great. I mean, both cats are on top of the scoring um, leaders. I mean, Kevin Durant is leading the league at 29.7 points. Steph is at 27 points, top with Giannis, and a little under Trey Young. Look, these guys, again, they are making their teams better. I know on paper, Kevin Durant has probably the better team, right? I guess, I don't want to say talent-wise, but on paper, because he has James Harden. Um, but regardless of that matter, uh, even though they have a Jack roster and Kyrie right now, we don't know. He just, they actually allowed Kyrie to play ball today uh, on the away games because, you know, he's not vaccinated and he's into, you know, COVID protocol. We'll talk about COVID protocol some other day because I am going to go nuts. But look, LaMarcus Aldridge, all-star. All right, you have um, James Harden. We know how James Harden is, MVP. Blake Griffin, even though he's over the hill, regardless of the fact, can still produce if it's healthy. Uh, they got a pretty decent Kyrie Irving if he ever comes back to play. They got a pretty decent team. Um, you know, Patty Mills off the bench. So honestly, on paper, I believe they have the better team. Maybe not the most talented team, but on paper, they do have the better team. And of course, you got KD, who's to me the best player in the NBA right now, along with Steph Curry. Uh, Steph is doing it the way that Steph does and Golden State does, man. Their team is is moving the ball well like they usually do. Draymond is rejuvenated. I mean, this this if you look at this roster, right? Wiggins is playing the, the role that Wiggins is supposed to play. That's what he's doing. All right, 16 points a game, playing excellent defense. Actually, was the guy who doesn't pass, who ended up passing Steph, the, uh, the pass that broke the three-point record, just for you guys to know. Uh, but what I love is about the, the young hustle this team has, right? I mean, you have uh, Poole, who is playing, Jordan Poole is playing amazing uh, right now, and he's going to probably lose the bench when Clay Thompson goes to the bench when Clay Thompson goes. But, but Juan Toscano-Anderson, good defense. Wiggins, they got a lot of wing defenders, right? And they're playing Golden State way, which is rebound, pass the ball, move the ball a lot, and hit at a high percentage, uh, the three-point ball. So to me right now, these two guys are undoubtedly the two best players in the NBA. To me, they're the front runners of the MVP. I want you to tell me who else. I don't care. It's pretty much these two guys are half their team winning. And if you take them both out the mix, I think Golden State is going to suffer a lot more than the Nets but you're going to see a, a big decline in, in wins right here. So definitely Golden State, the Nets, Steph Curry, and KD are the top two MVP choices right now if the season ended today. Now, if the season ended today, who would win the MVP? Would it be Steph Curry, Stephen Curry, or KD? 
I would go with Steph. All right, again, I think Steph has done more, has a younger team, and not as many veteran presences apart from Draymond. And I think Steph has been the better leader who's put this team together. Close. KD has has hits, had some great games, man, some clutch games this year like he usually does. But I think Steph has the edge right now. Now, we still have got about half a season left to play and hoping no injuries happen to any of these two cats. We might see a difference, an uptick, but I think it's going to be neck to neck for the MVP race between these two guys all year long. It is what it is. Steph and KD are the top two MVP candidates right now if the season ended today. You know, your boy Eman said it. It is what it is. I didn't want to tell you so, but go back to my archives and look at my episode when I reacted to the Russell West, Westbrook signings, uh, signing of the, the Lakers getting Russell Westbrook trading for him and also the, uh, the, the Russell Westbrook trade. And also um, I spoke about it also in regards to their signings in free agency. And again, I hate to tell you so, but I told you I don't think that was going to be a good formula, a good combination, a good equation for success for the Lakers. And they've been struggling all year long. They've been on a decent streak lately. But regardless of the fact, it's still more of the same for the Lakers. It's a mess. At 16 and 4, 6 in the West, it's still a mess. All right. You have a lot of teams there like Dallas, who are playing really injured with Luka Doncic, which I think is gonna get a little better. And so is uh, Portland, who's playing, who hasn't gotten to the stride yet. But the Lakers right now, and the and even Denver, Denver is also not playing great. So the Lakers right now at 16 and 4, they're staying in. They're actually staying in, but they're not. They're a first round out, man. The Lakers right now, they're a first round exit team right now if the playoffs, if they may, if, the, if the season would end today and make the playoffs. That's right. Come at me. It is what it is. The, the Lakers, if the, if the season ended today, they will be out in the first round just like last year. And there's nobody else to blame but the GM. And LeBron James would probably influence a lot of these decisions. The GM, Bron, it is true. It's true. You know, LeBron James went to the Lakers because he wanted a lot of control and to get LeBron, he's going to do what he's going to do. And a lot of these, these signings were influenced by LeBron, all right? So, you know what? If you, uh, you, you, wanted, you wanted your poison, you got it. Now you got to stick with it for the rest of the season because I know he's frustrated with Russell Westbrook and his antics, right? And the Russell Westbrook drama that comes that everywhere follows him, which is a shame because Russ is one of the hardest, most talented players in the history of this game. And again, more of the same. Russell Westbrook drama, like I said. Mr. Glass, Anthony Davis, on and off with injuries and not playing nowhere near the level that, that MVP that Anthony Davis is, needs, should play or, or can play. He's not decisive. He's not asserting himself. Uh, what, another ankle injury? They're going to do an MRI. They, they think it's not serious. But again, folks, remember, it's not the bubble. It's not the COVID season when you cancel the season Right before, right, 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 mid-game, and you get these guys, you get Anthony Davis and LeBron James to rest their bodies, like four months, right, five months, and then you put them in the bubble, and they're all healthy to go for a run. That's why that championship, again, to me, don't mean shit. I mean, it means something. I mean, it's a championship, but it doesn't carry any weight with me, like he, like LeBron says. So again, Westbrook drama, old team, all right, and it's showing on the defensive side of the ball. They said the oldest team in the league, all right? They're a defensive mess. I mean, what do you expect? They're the oldest team in the league. All right, look, let's point out some of the issues here, which I knew they were going to struggle shooting the rock from three, all right? And actually, they're actually outdone my expectations. They, they've actually done better than I expected in that category. 
But defensively, they are at the bottom of the league practically on all the main categories, all right? 25th in the NBA in points allowed at 111.2 points per game. They're 25th in the NBA, all right? There's only 30 teams in the NBA, folks. And they're the 25th worst team of allowing points. They're the 29th teams, the 29th in the NBA in, in rebounds, allowing opponent rebounds. So they're the 29th worst team in rebounding, all right? And, and, and being able to, you know, rebound the ball. Their, their opponents are, are rebounding them. All right, let's look at another big one, the turnovers. The 29th in the league in turnovers, folks. That's not good. When you're getting a rebounded on a nightly basis, outscored, all right, and or you're allowing that many points, they're not getting outscored because they're actually scoring a lot of points. But when you're allowing that many points, that means there's a lot of close games. And when you're getting out-rebounded almost every night, that's also, it's a problem. And 29th and turnovers, that's huge. Because that leads to points. That leads to points. Let's focus on that right now. Let's focus on that. Because the whole point of Russell Westbrook coming over was to relieve LeBron of the ball handling duties and give LeBron a break as well. But LeBron is averaging more minutes than anybody in that team. 37 minutes a game. Russell is averaging 30, 35. LeBron's having a heck of a season, man. 25 points a game, 5.5 rebounds. I mean, 6.2 rebounds, 6.8 assists. This is like, you know, again, the mystery, the Tom Brady uh, of productivity here when it comes to the NBA. Nobody's ever questioned that about LeBron. But Russell's supposed to help him out. And guess what? It hasn't happened. LeBron has only played 18 games. Uh, Anthony Davis played 27, which is shocking, but he just got injured. So that's he's going to go through that spurt where he's going to be off like 15. And that's when the wheels are going to come off the wagon. Uh, Russ, again, he is a hard-nosed player. But look, just the oldest of the team is just is making them struggle on the defensive end. And right now, you could tell the turnovers is a huge factor here because Russell is averaging 4.5 turnovers a game, LeBron 3.7. The two guys are handle the ball the most, which is actually they handle the ball 80% of the freaking time. All right, combined, or probably 90% of the time combined when they're in that. And that's why they signed Isaiah Thomas to a 10-day contract yesterday, which, by the way, he scored, you know, uh, played 22 minutes and scored 19 points. That was pretty good. I think that's going to be a good help if, I, if Isaiah can stay healthy and has it upstairs. But right now, look, recipe for freaking disaster when you are the worst teams in the league when it comes to, you know, when it comes to rebounding, when it comes to uh, allowing opponents to rebound you pretty much on a nightly basis 25th in points allowed and 29th in turnovers those three right there are recipes to lose games in a consistent basis and the one that we all knew was going to be a struggle all year long is the three-point shooting there are 18 right now and three points made 18th in the league a little bit under the, the middle of the pack still not great for this today's nba for you to be successful you got to be in the top five all right Top 10, all right, to make it to the second round. Lakers right now, 18 three-points made. They're shooting a decent percentage of three-pointers. I think they're 35% team-wise shooting the three, which is not that bad. But um, they're 13th in the league when it comes to that. That we knew they were going to struggle, and they are. They're not doing great on it. They're not, they're not, they're not next to last. Like, in, like, our re, like, you know, like opponents re, allowing opponents to rebound, re, rebound them, and also turnovers, and also, it's crazy. And, and, and then, you know, points allowed but still not a great recipe this team is a mess 
this team is a mess. And anybody who said that they were going to be successful and they were going to run the tables here was completely, utterly, completely out of this world, all right? And, and complete bullshit because, please, go back to my archives. Look for that episode. I think it's episode 108 or 109, but you're going to see it there, man. I got reactions to the trade. I got reactions to the, the, the free agency and specifically speaking about the Lakers and everything that I said back then is coming to reality now. Again, right now, let me repeat this one more time. For all you Laker fans out there, you may make the playoffs, but you're a first round out exit for sure. For sure, you're a first round exit. There's nothing else you could do. You have a team that is not built for the skill sets of LeBron James. A lot of crowdness in the paint, man. Too many guys that need to take it to the rack. And you got a lot of old players, man. Nothing against old players, but this is the reason why they're getting out-rebounded on a daily. They're next to last on opponent rebounding. They're next to last two points allowed. All right, they're, 20, they're next to last on turnovers because, yeah, there's players out there who are quicker than your players because they're younger. Experience counts for something. But in an athletic league, you need athleticism and youth in order to be competitive. Look at the Golden State Warriors. They're a really young team, really young team, and they're in the top categories of scoring, rebounding, and everything else you could think of. New NBA, old mix of players for the Lakers. I told you so. Now, look, things may change, but I wanted to say my piece before the wheels come off the freaking bus really quick here at when Anthony Davis sits out for like 20 freaking games due to an injury. And LeBron is due for another one because we've already seen it at the beginning. He's playing too many minutes. Okay, I don't care how good of a specimen this guy LeBron James is because he is, he's a freaking specimen, a, a, a complete prototype of what a basketball player should be. Endurance, ability, athleticism, um, you know, all-around game, the best staff, some stat cheat stuffer player in the history of the NBA, the best statistical player in the league, second greatest player of all time against uh, next to Michael Jordan, right after Michael Jordan, no doubt about it, right? But age is still undefeated. Too many miles in LeBron's legs and his body, and he's still playing a lot of minutes. He's playing as many minutes as he did when he was a freaking rookie or in his first five years in the league, probably more. He needs help. And you don't need to help LeBron scoring. You need, you need to relieve LeBron in some minutes because it's not going to end well for his health. It is what it is. Man, I'm glad. It feels good coming back and spitting the truth here into the mic and uh, spitting my takes, man. And it feels great. It's got to get real, man. I'm going to start really pumping a lot more episodes I'm definitely going to start having more guests. I, I, get re, I get hit up on Twitter all the time. A bunch of podcast uh, um, friends that I have and groups, but also actually some, um, some uh, radio personalities also and, and people that have their show on radio that want to you know, have me on theirs and, they, and I would love to have them on mine. But you got to start seeing some guests. I'm going to start really hitting more video uh, to start just doing these podcasts also in a video format so I could start really hitting up my YouTube channel. Um, personally, I'm doing great in my career. Uh, Finish some educational stuff right now that I brought it to the next level. That's, that's why I needed to take some time off and finish up. And uh, family-wise, everybody's healthy. I uh, love my family. We are right here in the Christmas season. Like I said, December 18th, uh, 
holidays are upon us. I'm looking at my Christmas tree right now as I'm recording my Christmas lights outside. Life is great. Life is good. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Your boy E-Man signing out. Thank you all for listening and staying true to me. Peace.